Hi, you're listening to The Business Marketing Show, episode number 15. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com or on iTunes. Hello and welcome to The Business Marketing Show, where we talk about all things business, internet, technology, getting more customers and making more money. How are you today, Ed? Very good. Thank you, Brendan. Hello, listeners. Good to be here. How was that introduction? That was, fan- that was fantastic. I think everyone's Exciting. blown away. So um, it's been an interesting week. There's been uh, lots of uh, new tools I've discovered this week. And I'm not, I'm not talking about tools as in <laughs> strange people. I'm talking about useful devices or applications uh, to use for your marketing. But we'll save those for another day because we're talking about something different today. We're talking about how to get uh, consultants or how to hire a consultant and what else to do with that, Brendan? Budgets and costs. So okay. consultant, web people, online marketing person, yep. I guess you'd call it a lot of different things, AdWords yes. professional. Yes, because not everyone is as good as you and me. And uh, if people aren't going to use us, then they really need to make sure they ask the right questions about what they're getting themselves in for, because there's a lot of dodgy people out there. For sure. I guess, um, first off, we probably want to answer the question, how much does it cost? um, I get that a lot. I'm guessing you you do too, right? Uh, Yes. 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 Um, So how how much does it cost for X and whatever that? Could be it could be how much does it cost to set up a Google AdWords campaign? How much is how much does it cost to do search engine optimization? How much does it cost to build a website? How much does it cost to get content written, etc. 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 Those types how, of questions. How much does it cost? Ed? Tell me. Well, that really depends on the customer and the the work that has to be done. Uh, yep. Not all customers or clients or projects are the same. If everything was exactly the same, it'd be very easy to have a standardised price where you know, it was sort of cookie cutter process and well, we do exactly this and exactly this happens for this exact scenario. But that is just absolutely not the case when it comes to anything to do with web marketing because every business is different, every sector or every marketplace that that business is can be different. Um, you have changing uh, changing arenas and environments that happen with things like Google, uh, changing how they do things on an almost weekly basis. <laughs> so uh, it really depends at what time and what stage you, know, you get asked these questions, um, which will govern the price. And then you know, you've got a, someone that comes to you that's got a very small job that they need done, and then you've got other companies that come and it's a massive marketing job with all sorts of uh, complications built around it. So there is no one answer to any of those. It really just has to be looked at on a... Uh, one one by one basis. That's how we work. I'm probably assuming that's how you work. Yeah, yeah. So I guess anytime anyone asks me how much does it cost, I ask them how much they have to spend because we can do we can do all sorts of magic and wonderful things, but it's always going to be constrained by the client's budget and what they can or they're willing to spend. So I guess we have a few. St- I guess we have some bullet points here. Five steps I've got. Yep. That will, that kind of answers this. How much does it cost? Question, or it will get a better answer. So the first cool. one, the first step I have is, 
as a customer or as a business owner looking to engage a web person or a web guy or whatever it is, the first step is you need to work out what you want. And that and by working out what you want, that's not to be number one in Google for some particular search term. That's just a means to an end. So what does it do actually want? Do you want more customers, more phone calls, more inquiries, more sales, more visits to your retail store? What is it like you really need to be specific? How many um, new customers or inquiries do you want per week or per month or, or whatever it is as well? What do you think, Ed? Absolutely. I agree. So uh, there is a sort of, you know, some standard things you need to go through to check with the consultant that you're hiring um, to make sure that, you know, they ask the right questions and, and the budget is one of them because you have to be realistic. I mean, if you're going into a very competitive market space, uh, say, as an example, you're wanting to set up a Google AdWords campaign in some type of finance sector. Now, if you haven't done this before and you're, you're a, a, a company who has, you know, maybe you're an accountant or whatever the whatever you were doing, uh, and you haven't been exposed to AdWords before, you may not understand how it works to start with and that you're paying on a cost per click basis. And every click or every keyword term has an associated cost associated with that keyword term. It could be $2, $5, $40. It really depends on the market. So if you go in... Um, you know, un- unadvised and unaware of what you what you're getting yourself in for, then you know you might say, "Oh, look, I need a, I need some ads running for on Google AdWords for my business, and I've got a budget of five hundred dollars a month." Now, realistically, that's probably what you should have per day to compete in a marketplace. So you have to have that information provided for you. So that's where you maybe need to get some keyword research done and some costings done. But that's just one example of. Um, having a realistic budget is is what's going to make the difference between success and um, and failure because you can't get enough traffic if you've only got five hundred dollars budget when it should be you know for a month if it needs to be that for a day. Yep, yep, for sure, completely agree. So I guess if they know what they want, like okay, so that finance example, they want X number of leads, all right? X number of calls or inquiries, email inquiries. Yep. Yep. So it's not necessarily to, to rank for a particular key term. It's so many, so many inquiries. So the next step would be then they need to know what the lifetime value of that those customers are, right? Yes. So they need to know the profit that each of those customers make, and from there they can actually work out how much they can afford to spend on uh, getting those customers. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we've we've got a tool that we had made up many many years ago, uh, and it's called the Value Per Visitor Calculator. And it sort of enables you to do a bit of, well, as close as crystal ball viewing as possible in terms of looking at a particular product or service that you're selling, whatever the profit point is on that product or service. And we can put that into our little software tool that will then enable you to work out what conversion you need to get on your website for your visitors, um, looking at the average cost per click of a keyword term based on what the Google keyword planner is telling you, and then looking at how much traffic you need to get. And then that will work out whether that, based on a particular conversion rate on your website, whether it's going to be profitable or not. And you can play with the variables. It gives you different measurements. So something like that, and, and we give that away uh, free to people who, who want it these days. We used to sell it for $97, but if anyone wants it, they can just let us know on the on the podcast and we'll get it to them. Um, 
But that sort of thing, you know, there's lots of different tools that can enable you to do some forward planning and thinking as to the marketplace you're going into and what you really need to be able to set up and do to be competitive in that marketplace in terms of what Brendan's saying of getting, you know, what's the average value and conversion you need to get per visitor. So did that make any sense? It did make sense. It made a lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay, keep going. Alrighty, so I guess they so they know what they want, like so many more customers inquiries. They know what the value of each of those customers is. Yep. They need a way to measure where the customers are coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's you know they need even if it's rudimentary, they need some way to measure. We can do the online inquiries. That's easy. We can we can measure how many uh, inquiries come through a contact form and where they came from. But if they're phone call inquiries. You need to really. You should be asking the question: Where did you find us, or how did you find us? That's pretty simple, but it's a step that a lot of people miss. Um, and then from there, they need to decide to have an idea of what you're willing to spend per month to achieve that goal. So this should all, to me, this should all happen before you even pick up the phone and speak to any anyone in the web space. You should know what you're willing to spend per month, because you know if you get on the phone. And start asking questions about price. It just—it's the wrong question to be asking, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because you're not going to get anything that's effective with that sort of mentality. Um, and look, back in the day when the internet first came out, everyone kept saying, you know, it's leveled the playing field. You know, there's, there's the small person now can compete with the big person or the big companies. And that's just a load of crap. I mean, yeah, you can do things smarter than some big companies because sometimes they're, they're too slow to react and, uh, you know, it's a sort of elephant and the flea scenario. The flea can adjust much more quickly than the elephant. But when it comes down to it, if you are going into a marketplace in terms of like a paid advertising space and your competitor is spending $20,000 a day and you're spending twenty, who do you think is going to win? <laughs> so... You've got to be really, really switched on and and know what you're doing to get the most out of this paid traffic scenario. So yep. you've you've got to do your homework. Yep, yep. And uh, let's just make the point that SEO isn't free either. Like just because no. SEO doesn't have a cost structure like AdWords, you still need someone. That, you, you know, there is a cost to ranking high in Google. So if you want to rank high in Google, you have to pay. Like that's you know. It, the days of thinking that you can rank number one without doing a bunch of work and putting resources into it are long gone. So uh, yeah, too too true. And it's it's people just have that mentality because it doesn't cost them per click when someone clicks on the organic listing that it's free. Uh, and I'm sure we've said this several times in other podcasts, but it's you know, and there are lots of SEO companies out there that say we'll get you number one on Google. They don't specify what keyword term they're going to get you number one on Google for. It could be Ed is the sexiest man who lives in Perth, Western Australia. Uh, And that's a true keyword term, (laughs) by the way. Um, But it would be relatively easy to rank for, you know, because no one else is competing in that space uh, or that for that particular keyword, unless there's a very uh, sexy other guy out there called Ed who's not me. But um, we could put Brendan in as well, but that would probably, you know, Brendan's pretty shy and and modest. So... um, you know, so you've really got to be, if you're, if you're a finance company, say you, you do home loans, okay, uh, for an SEO company to come in and say, we'll get you number one for the term home loans, 
um, that would be a really big job. If you have no uh, standing in the SEO space at the moment or no rankings or no real sort of presence, that would be a big job. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So when when companies or consultants say to you, we'll, we'll get you number one on Google, uh, and unfortunately, it's sort of almost like a hypnotic trance thing that people say, we want to be number one on Google. Um, they don't necessarily understand why. They want to be number one on Google, just that that's, that'll get them a lot of visitors. But it'll take a lot of work for certain keyword terms to do that. And it could be, you know, 12 months down the track before you start seeing the results soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else have we got on the list? I guess, you know, as part of the, we talked about having a realistic budget. And also, I see, uh, like for me, I, I, <laughs> I, don't, I see a bad comparison of people doing, so we have clients who do offline advertising and marketing, like they might be advertising in a magazine yep. or a newspaper. Or like a good one is, you know, tradespeople advertising the community news. And, you know, typically something like that, like an advertising, an advertisement in the community newspaper, I think for a month, typically will set them back 700 bucks to 1000 bucks. Now, when you're already paying that and then you come to me and tell me that you know your budget for AdWords online is $200 a month and you expect a better result than the community newspaper, it kind of doesn't make sense. You're being a bit unrealistic. You know, I, mm. for, many, for many businesses, Search engine marketing, paid and, and SEO is going to perform better than almost every other marketing channel available. So to think that you can pay less for a higher performing channel and you expect those results and you expect to pay almost nothing, it just the, the logic doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense. No. And in particular, nowadays, where you literally have a flood of people in all industries coming online which still amazes me considering this has been going on for more than 10 years in terms of paid traffic and really strong focused SEO. Uh, it still amazes me that there's lots of people who are still waking up to this, but they are waking up in their droves and they are flooding to the internet because they realize their bricks and mortar business cannot survive typically just on its own. They need to have some internet presence, which often ends up taking over what their bricks and mortar business does anyway, if they yep. do it right. But all this competition's coming online. So, you know, you've got to be sharper than your competitor um, and you've got to have the right advice. Otherwise, you're just going to end up getting lost on page eight. Yep. So that's how yep. it works out, unfortunately. So you've got to have a realistic budget. Um, otherwise, you're not going to compete in the market space. And look, so it's better off. Look, we've had lots of customers or you know, clients over the years that have come to us after the fact um, where they've they've spent a lot of time and money developing products, or services, or but they haven't really given a lot of thought to their their online sort of tactics or strategies, and then they don't leave themselves any budget at all for marketing. They spend yep. it all on the product or the development of something or whatever it is, and they say, look, you know, we've spent a hundred grand on this, and now we've got four thousand dollars for the year to do our online marketing. What can we get for that? And I go. Uh, nothing, yeah. <laughs> nothing at all. That probably would wouldn't even pay me for you know half of the year. Um, so it's not, you know, not realistic. So the first thing is be realistic with and understand your marketplace and what you have to be in for for your for your ad spend. Yeah, yeah. I think business has changed now as well because the web is such a a key part of everyone's lives now. Like everyone, you know, almost everyone has a smartphone and an iPhone in their pockets. Yeah. And that means internet's everywhere. 
the online marketing component really needs to be baked into the business at all levels now. Like you said, it's not, it, it used to be an afterthought, but now it needs to be one of the first things you think about. You know, how are you going to market and sell this product or service? Um, yeah, it's, being an afterthought is just a recipe for disaster for sure. Too, too true. Yeah. Now we Should we talk about some, uh, some ballpark prices, some kind of price ranges for different things that people should or could be looking at? Uh, yeah, we can. And look, I, I try to avoid ballpark prices when I'm talking to clients because it's really funny how it sticks in their head. Uh, you know, before you've actually done any real analysis of their business, um, I, I think be, be wary of consultants that have sort of cookie cutter packages on their websites like you have the bronze, the silver and the gold package. Uh, for clients and they try and slot you in one of those because typically that's just rubbish uh, because every client is going to be different as we said earlier so um, usually you'll find you just sort of get shoved in a box and not really sort of looked after properly or or dealt with correctly in terms of how your business should be marketed so be wary of those types of packages but in in in, you know for the sake of this podcast we'll we'll spit out some um well, minimum, minimums you could expect to, to Minimums, spend. yeah, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's break it up. So we've got – so hosting we talked about in the last episode is completely neglected most of the time, but it's kind of one of the foundation components of your online presence. So Yeah, yeah. And, so, and uh, you would say minimum for decent quality, reliable hosting is probably four to $600 a year. That would be pretty accurate? Yeah, so our business – Hosting plan is five fifty plus GST a year. Yep. So that would be probably suitable for most small businesses. It would be, it would not be suitable for e-commerce businesses because they have a different requirement. They have a real-time requirement, and most e-commerce businesses should be on some sort of cloud platform anyway. But yeah, for a, you know a typical business doing several million dollars a year with say up to fifty on staff, then that's what you could expect for web hosting, email hosting completely. Uh, separate to that and really depends on on the number of staff you have and like we've talked about that already in another episode you either the really that the choices would really break down into google apps or um or office 365 and i think the the ballpark costings there were i think 50 bucks a year for google apps per user and then 100 bucks a year for the microsoft solution per user yeah yeah okay um and I think just recently I've heard that Office 365 has up their storage capacity for accounts now to 5 gig. Sorry, 5 five terabytes, not 5 gig, 5 terabytes. Wow. Yep. Um, so anyway, just a side note. Um, okay, so what about SEO? SEO, okay. So we <laughs> that's, that's have... a harder one. <laughs> yeah, it really depends on... It really, really depends on the keywords that you want to rank for and how competitive the market is. So it all comes down to... Um, it really comes down to... It's, I guess it's based on this idea of outrunning your competitors. So the, it's not about... Uh, it, yeah, it's really about outrun, outrunning the competitors and a lot of things built around the website content and structure as well. So... Um, we have so we approach this in two separate ways. So there are a bunch of best practices that you need to be on top of when it comes to SEO, and those are things like ranking number one for your business name, being found inside Google Maps, um, and a few other things like that. So we have a best practices SEO pack that's fifteen hundred dollars that 
gets those important things sorted that aren't necessarily about ranking for a particular keyword term, although in markets where there's, the competition isn't so strong, that pack can often get people to the front page and even to the number one spot. Um, but that's $1,500. And then ongoing SEO can range from anywhere between, you know, we have small business clients that don't have much competition paying 500 bucks a month, and then we have bigger corporate clients paying four and five figures a month for SEO. So it ultimately depends on competition uh, in the marketplace, how many keywords you're ranking for, and some things around the website structure and website content because we've talked about this, I think, already in another episode. You're not going to rank the website without content. So you know, a lot of people think they can just pay money and it's going to rank number one, but that's not going to work. You need regularly updated, thick content on the website. To be able to rank, to be even eligible to rank, yeah, so, yeah, thick, so that's kind thick of a content point. is the yeah. word. Yep, thick, yep. relevant, targeted content, quality yep. content, not just crap that you've had some person somewhere make up that's not good. Um, yep. Because we do want people reading the content coming back. I mean, it's great that they find you on Google and they come to your site for the first time. But if they come to the site through an article that's been indexed and then that article turns out to be average then they're probably not going to come back so what's the point of just having articles that are written purely for seo to get people there but then they're crap i don't understand the mentality of that so it it needs to be where someone goes that's a great website i'm going to bookmark that website or you know follow it rss wise or whatever jump on the email list so don't write crap 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 content yep so starting point starting price for seo the entry level would be 500 bucks a month and upwards. Yeah, okay. Um, and AdWords really, I mean, typically what we do, we always start off doing keyword research uh, so we can understand what it is we're up against and what what uh, k- keyword terms we have to deal with, the average cost per click to get in the sort of top one to three spots on yep. Google, uh, all that sort of stuff we would analyze and look at and uh, – I mean, we charge a flat fee of $697. I think we're putting that up very soon to $897 because it's been $697 for six years. <laughs> so um, so that that price may be different when you hear this podcast in the future. Uh, so don't, don't quote me on the $697. Um, but that's what we charge at the moment as of the 1st of August, 2014. Um, so that's kind of the strategy building part, that's right? The, yeah, strategy analysis and enables us to work out what we need to have as a budget for cost per click. Because if we don't do the keyword research and don't sort of have an understanding of what it is we need to target and what that's going to cost, then, you know, I as a business consultant could just say to you, oh, you should probably budget for $25 a day for your ad campaign without doing any of that research. And then it turns out that the average cost per click of your keyword terms is $25. So great, you'll get one visitor today for that $25. Awesome, that's gonna make a lot of difference to your business. So um, that's where once we've done that, we can say, look, realistically, if you wanna get minimum 10, 20, 30 visitors a day, whatever the number is, uh, then you have to have a budget of X to to cover that for this marketplace. so we do that, and then once we've done that, we then work out the costing to set up and manage the campaign. Typically, uh, $2,000 to $5,000 is what we charge for set up and management of a campaign, which typically includes the first one or two months of management, uh, and then there'll be 
ongoing monthly fees from sort of you know sort of very very low end three hundred dollars a month to you know several thousand for larger corporate jobs that are you know big management jobs so yeah and there's two components there right there's the the spend the money you pay to AdWords or Google for the ads and then the money you pay for the consultant to for the consultant yeah well, and the management of it too yeah so two separate things so you have to have your ad budget paying for the ads and and paying for someone to manage it uh, or if you don't pay for someone to manage it you've got to allow for the time for yourself to manage it uh, and you have to know how to manage it which is going to take you know several you know many 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 dozens of hours to become proficient at you know managing a, an AdWords campaign or a Facebook campaign properly it's not just a two minute job to learn it so Yep. And that's AdWords for search. That's different to AdWords for display. Yes, which correct. is more akin to um, to print advertising. So we do quite a bit of that for clients and yep. it would be a similar sort of scenario where there's a, a setup fee where the ads are designed and the campaigns are set up and then there's the, the ad spend to Google as well. And that uh, you know interestingly enough, um, that can actually be quite cheap. Um, and what we often say to clients is if, if you have print ads like in a newspaper or magazine that are working right, well right now, they'll often transition across to the internet and work even better. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So now if you're paying five grand a month for a magazine ad, often you can get away with spending a grand or two a month on a similar ad on the Google Display Network and have it perform a lot better. So, Cool. Um, while we're talking about magazine ads, uh, we, we probably have mentioned this in another episode but this is one of my uh bugbears that i see so many businesses doing is they don't think ahead when they put their ads in they don't they don't set up specific targeted landing pages to drive the traffic from the ad in the newspaper or the magazine to a specific page on their website that has a specific url like nameofcompany.com.au uh forward slash scoop if it's in scoop magazine as an example so the traffic can be calculated to see how much is coming directly from people typing in that URL. And also you can specifically target uh, an ad campaign to that reader market. So you're going to increase your chances of getting conversion rather than just sending them through to the homepage. So many people don't do that. And they, you, you, as soon as you tell them, they get it. But it seems to be something that not even the magazines are suggesting. They're just putting, letting them put in their... The standard homepage address for their website, and that's it. And it's like, well, how's that? How are you going to measure that? Yeah, you're not going to be able to measure it. So, yeah. Yep. Well, while it was in my head, I had to get it out. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, what else? Oh, the, just going back to the SEO. One of the other things we often do um, as part of an SEO improvement, um, we have a lot of clients, particularly with established websites that are on CMS systems or website platforms that really aren't search engine friendly. So one of the things we do is convert them across to, so the look and feel of the website is identical, but the underlying engine is driven by WordPress, so we, you know, we call it a WordPress conversion. Um, and typically that, that cost is around two grand, 1500 bucks to two grand as well. Yeah, okay. Um, but that's an important one, particularly for older websites that don't really support a lot of the newer SEO functionality. Like we've had instances where we've done that for a client and no other SEO work and that's gotten them to the number one position. So yeah. that's another important consideration as well. Too true. Very good. Mm. What have we missed, Brendan? What have we missed? Uh, I, I think that kind of covers it. We've covered 
hosting, we've covered SEO, we've covered AdWords. Um, Facebook ads is another one that would be similar to the Google Display Network. Yeah. Uh, you know, similar sort of deal there where you're paying to Facebook and you're paying for a management uh, spend as well. We have several clients we're using Facebook ads for very effectively. Um, there's also another important element which we may not have talked about or we may have talked about in another episode that you need to know at what stage you're, you're focusing on, on getting customers in the funnel. Uh, is it a, a setup where you just need to capture the active demand? People are already looking for um, your product or your service, which you know, if you're a, a dentist or some sort of doctor or medical professional, people, people are typing things into Google all the time to find a dentist or a doctor. So you know, in, in that sort of scenario, it would be a case of focusing on search engine marketing. Um, or is it a case where you actually need to create awareness and create demand um, for whatever you're selling. So, for example, we have a, a train museum in Sydney or New South Wales that run a regular Tom's the Tank Engine Day event. So, in that case, uh, we do run some search engine ads against people who are searching for things about Tom's the Tank Engine, but in that particular scenario, it's really about creating awareness and demand. So, for that client, we use the Google Display Network and we use Facebook ads to yeah. get in front of our target market, which is like parents with kids under 10. Awesome. Good, good advice. I am curious though, how did you pick up that client? Was it because you were there riding on one of the trains and you got, had a conversation with the owners? Is that, is that how it happened? Or was it- <laughs> no, it was actually through oh. a, a partner company. As much as I love Thomas the Tank Engine, it wasn't because I went to the Thomas the Tank Engine day. It oh, was- look, come on, you can admit it. You can admit it. I would, I would be quite happy to admit that. I love Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> He's awesome. So that's cool. Isn't it funny that, I mean, that's a, you know, there's an example of diversification of businesses. You know, a Thomas the Tank Engine train museum, you know. I mean, how awesome is that? It's very cool. Yeah. Well, other things we probably talk about in the budget, considerations to make a big one, getting proper commercial photography done. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. There's like night and day difference. While it's not going to get you more traffic, it is going to turn going to improve your conversion rate so it's going to turn more of those visitors into customers or inquiries um and you know we're talking about an age where you said before you know know, businesses are moving online in droves so there's so much competition when it comes to traffic but you know nobody's really focusing on the conversion element so by having good quality photos of you your staff your location your products and services that can be a really easy way to stand out you know, because even if you get to number one in the search results or, you, you know, top of the AdWords pack, people are still going to click the five top listings and compare all the businesses. So if your website looks fantastic with great quality photos and just images that make people feel good and not stock, stock photography or, you know, crappy looking images, then it's more than likely that visitor is going to stick around on your website as opposed to digging deep on competitor websites. So I think that's an important thing as well. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm guessing the starting point for photography is probably a couple of grand, right? Yeah, from my understanding, it's usually sort of fifteen hundred bucks to you know three or four. Depend again, it depends on what you need to get done. I mean, if you've got hundreds of products that you need photographed that aren't generic products, you can just go and get photos of from your supplier or something like that. If there's if the things that you manufacture yourself as a company, then you need to pay a professional photographer to, to take photos of them. And if you've got hundreds of them, then that's obviously a bigger job than if you've got ten. Um, you know, and if you've got forty staff as opposed to two then that's going to be a lot more expensive because you've got to get them all photographed you know so it's all you know you've you've got to be aware of the fact that 
you know the scale of what you do is going to affect the cost of what you do. So, yeah, common sense, really. Yeah, for sure. Cool, good one, mate. We're at the uh, end of our thirty odd <laughs> minutes, so it's been great to talk as usual. And um, any questions, uh, let us know. And uh, if anyone wants a copy of the uh, value per visitor calculator tool that I provide. Uh, just send us a message in the comments and I'll send us your email address and we will get it to you. Sounds good. Awesome. All right. Thanks, mate. Thank you very much, Brendan. Have a good one. Next week. See ya. See ya. Bye. You've been listening to Business Marketing Show. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com or on iTunes. Just look for Business Marketing Show.